0: Good morning church. I hope we're all doing well and those uh, joining us from home. Just so you're aware, uh, Pastor Tom does not have COVID. He's just really sick, okay? So Friday morning he said, hey, can you take the rain? And I'm like, well, may the Spirit of God lead us this morning. (laughs) We are going to talk and continue to talk about the uncommon and what is really uncommon when we think about community. I don't know about you, communities are interesting. When there's different groups, like my, my kids were into basketball, and so we got into the basketball group. Yeah, we became, it was awesome. I mean, the common ground, of course, was basketball, and our kids, and we just connected with the parents. We traveled to different playoff games and stuff. It was great. Uh, Then my kids, a couple of them went, whoa, went too fast, uh, went into football. And so we joined the football community. Well, Linda and I weren't really into the, go kill them, take them down, and so we we didn't quite fit in to the football area. Now, hockey, guys, yeah, just, yeah, right? Okay. (laughs) It's different, and so we didn't adjust into that community because we didn't connect with that type. So, the difference I want to talk about, though, is when you think about community, you think about... People that are have a sense of responsibility and care for each other. We're we're in the same, we're in it together. You know, if it's save the whales or whatever it is, we get into that group. And we lock in because of our commonality. Is that a word? I don't know. But we we lock in because of that. And so and we what we end up doing sometimes in our commonality, we all agree, we push aside other groups. We don't want, oh, you can't be part of our group, right? Now, when it comes to the Christian church, the community is so much different from the rest of the world, and so I want to pull some of that out, uh, We'll see where it goes, but this is the scripture where uh, I want us to look at today. And Heavenly Father, as we come, I pray your Holy Spirit would give me your words. I pray that you would speak into our own hearts, places even where we have hardened our heart. Spirit of the God, of the living God, would you set us free that we would be all that you want us to be today in the days to come. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. So if you are following along, uh, look up uh, 1 John. Uh, you could read the whole chapter. I'm just going to hit this one right now because we're talking about community. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, now Jesus is the light. So we walk in Jesus. He is in the light. We are in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. This is a package deal. That's what I want us to get across today. It's a full package. If you walk in the light, you will have fellowship. And if you have a fellowship, the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. It just, this is who we are. So, the uncommonness is that we are Jesus-centered. When it comes to any community, when we gather together, we are all about Jesus, but there's something even bigger than this. Not just all about Jesus, we have Jesus, and Jesus has us. It's not like, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus, therefore we're all one good, happy family. No, when you really think of it, it's not that we just hold to Jesus. Jesus holds us. There's a difference You could be religious and say, I believe in Jesus. But if you're a follower of Christ, as the song we just sang, that we want this new wine, that Jesus would come in and take control. Because when there's new wine, there's new power. There's new freedom. So Jesus holds us. There is a difference with religion and the sense of I am part of a community Of those that are Jesus centered. There is a big difference. And Paul, or John here, is pretty excited in this passage uh, about these things. I am going to try to stay to my notes. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, I try to tell myself that every time. Uh, So it's more than just this Jesus thing that we all think the same way. That's one of the things I want us to get a hold of this morning. When we think of this community that we follow Jesus and Jesus is part of our lives because we walk with Jesus, we don't all think the same. We are not clones. Because in reality, people, we are selfish. We want our way. We want our things Uh, but if you're a follower of Jesus, we don't just block people and cut them off Facebook because they said something different, do you? (laughs) It's a test. It's a test. (laughs) Oh, I disagree with him. Block, you know. I remember my brother saying, you know, he was having a discussion with one of our relatives, and uh, it went south, and my brother just a block. (laughs) I don't want to talk to him anymore. (laughs) That's not what we do as Jesus, right? We love people even when they have a different opinion. I I hear this from followers of Christ, and so I'm going to challenge you with it. Uh, That person gives me negative energy, therefore I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Now, yes, we need To be in places where we, as followers of Christ, are building up one another. But he says, if I have fellowship with Jesus, if I am walking with Jesus, I naturally can walk with somebody else that believes in Jesus without shutting them out. We are not the same. We think differently, but we hold to Jesus, and Jesus holds us. Now, there's another verse that I did not put on the screen, but I want you to to hear it because this is the difference that we are as followers of Christ. It is life-changing. If you are a follower of Christ, this is life-changing. There's something that happens, and that's why we have fellowship one with another. And it's 2 Corinthians 3.18. Now, I'll give you the, the backdrop here. Paul is writing about Moses coming down from the mountain and he's radiating with the presence of God, the Shekinah glory. And the Israelites say, put a veil over you because you're too bright, you're too radiant of God's presence, okay? Now, Paul says in verse 17, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from the power of sin, not to sin. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. It's just like, wow, it just keeps on moving. We're radiating more and more the glory of Christ. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So you see the difference? This community of followers of Christ is way different than any other community The church of Jesus Christ, we are different. We radiate the love of Christ. He is transforming us. He is changing us. That we are becoming more and more into the image of Christ. That's powerful. We are so different. Yet, there's a supernatural work that takes place when we are in Jesus and Jesus holds us. Big difference. So you got to grasp hold of this because this is critical for us to understand community. This impacts everything if we hold to this. Another passage of Scripture, uh, John 13. A new command I give you, love one another. That's an old command, but hey, Jesus a new command, love one another as I loved you so that you must love one another. But catch this. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, if this was a common thing, why would Jesus say that if you love one another, you are going to stand out? You're going to be different than the rest of the world because they will know you're a child of God. They will know you're a follower of Jesus because you love one another. You can't, this is telling you something. You cannot do this in the flesh. You cannot. We will disagree with things. Good note. Uh, It's this faith walk that we daily go with him, that our life is so much different. Make sure I stay with that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I can, I'm able to love people when they think something different even though we're from different walks, we're different cultures, we are different upbringings, there are things that you do that are strange to me. I know there's things I do that are strange to you. Uh, But it's just a reality that we are different, yet we can love one another. How is this possible? We love because he first loved us. 1 John. So, Can I state the obvious? If this is real, if this truth is real, that God is able to love us and that he can transform us to be able to love one another, this should affect every household that are followers of Jesus. It should affect us as siblings and families and couples because of what Christ is doing in our lives. This truth should impact us. It should change us. He says if you walk in the light, if you walk with Jesus, there is something that is happening. There's a transformation that is going on because we are followers of Christ. Sometimes there is issues, and we need to deal with them, and we'll talk a bit more about that, but the devil would love to divide us, love to. That's why Jesus' prayer, this is his prayer, he's praying, Lord, not just for them that are here, but for those ahead. He says this that all of them may be one father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Wow. When we are in Christ and this love is happening, The world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory. Catch this. Now that's from what Paul was writing in 2 Corinthians. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, in them and in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. The unity is in Christ, okay? Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. You see the connection here? The church is way different than the world. The un, we are so uncommon in this area. It is transformation work. Of the, when we walk with Jesus, it changes us. Uh, then the kind of glory, that glory radiates through us. And the world starts saying, what is with them? They are so different in a good way. <laughs> we are to be unique That is the power of God, that this community that we live in as followers of Christ, that we are so different. The Shekinah glory. He's given us the glory, this presence of the Holy Spirit that changes us. So no matter where you are, no matter what you hold to uh, in the sense of, of desires and different things that you agree or disagree on, You know, Canucks, Edmonton Oilers, you know, football. Like, you could go anywhere. We could have this big dispute. Argument, even. And we're there, even, now, in the sense of COVID. We are there. We have masks, no masks. Vaccination, non-vaccination. We have, I don't trust government. And government's been lying for ever. So we, we don't, we trust Jesus, right? But, <laughs> but we have this divide. But it says this should not divide us. The enemy would love to divide us. But we are a church, a follower of Christ that says it will not divide us. I love you no matter what, no matter where we are. You know, that is the cool part of The followers of Christ. I had someone come to me, and we sat down, we were chatting, and he says, I got to confess, I I did this. And we'll say big sin. We did this, if you want to describe. It was sin. Because he could confess it to me, knowing I would still love him and care about him and want to be there for him. That's the difference of the fellowship of believers in Jesus Christ. We are free to say, yeah, I screwed up and still be embraced and loved and say, let's let's walk through this. Because the Bible says we are to confess to one another our sins. We're to care one another's burdens. And we're able to do that because we are walking with Jesus. Because, you know, We are so different, and I just can't get this across enough to you guys, that we are so different, yet we can love one another and care for one another. There are people here that drive dodges, but I still love you. I don't know if you understand. If you're a follower of Christ, you should be driving a Ford, because... That tells the world you are not in trust of the vehicle. You're in trust with Jesus. So, just the Ford promotion. Uh. But you see, there's a difference here. We are so different. We trust Jesus in our everyday life. That we walk with him. We depend on him. And so we, when we walk together, we're able to do this. We have fellowship with each other because of our relationship with Jesus. It impacts everybody, and they say, wow, they are different, yet they love each other and they care for each other. That's the impact that the world sees. And they say, wow, there's something to this, this Christian life. There is something about Jesus saying, I want you to love your enemies. Whoa. Again, impact. But we're used to, hey, we all think alike, We're good, you know? If you don't think like us, get out of our group. That's not what the gospel teaches. It says that we love Jesus, and Jesus is the one that changes us. And we walk together in Jesus, but we may think differently on many different areas. Let me start in the sense of this. In one ministerial I was part of, we had all different churches, you know, as part of the pastors, we all came together, and we wanted to narrow down what we held to. So we said, we believe in Jesus Christ, that he died and rose again, that he is the Son of God, and we stood this foundation, this bowl. Anything outside of that, your different views on end times and what's going on, you know, that's fine, and... I remember one pastor who does not hold to that gospel. He says, well, at this table, I'll hold to it. Just like, <laughs> you know, but reality. So we are not chameleons. We do not jump around and say, well, I'm in this group. I will hold on to this when I'm in that group. No, you are a surrendered follower of Jesus, that's what he's talking about. That we are together, united in Jesus Christ. That he died and rose again. That he is the son of God that Pastor Tom preached about last week. The gospel message. We hold to that. And we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit that transforms our lives. And other things, yeah, those we put aside. See, yeah, you believe that, I don't, but that's okay. I still love you. Like I say, wherever you are, in parenting, we could have many different views on parenting. I remember my daughter judging. Can I use that word? The church never judges, right? Yeah. Okay, we do. Wrongly, but we do. So my daughter was telling me that she was judging these mothers that put their kid on a leash. Any of you did that? As, you know, You put your kid on a leash so you wouldn't lose them? Yeah, and she's like, how bad is that? They're not dogs. And then she had her own kids. And she's like, brilliant! (laughs) So, we sometimes judge people without hearing their story. And I want to challenge you as a follower of Christ. We are not called to that judgment. We're called to share the love of Christ with them. We're called to care for one another. But be careful on the judgment. And uh, the next point, I had, I had two points in there. we Jesus centered in, in love. Jesus love. We love one another. Uh, I didn't get all my slides together, but yeah, <laughs> we're working on it. The other part is Jesus forgiven. Because this passage that we just read, I think it's here. Uh, we walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. We're we're fellowshipping with one another. It's the natural flow. So, this uncommon community we live in, these things go together. We naturally love our brothers and sisters in Christ because of the work that Jesus is doing in our lives. And the blood of Jesus' son purifies us from all sin. We are forgiven. And we live in this forgiveness. And I don't know about you. I don't want to be anywhere else. When that burden of sin was lifted, the freedom in Christ, I was like, wow, this is amazing. But sometimes this was a one-time shot. We gave our life to Jesus and we stop. I've been forgiven. This is an ongoing. This is an active present tense. We are moving with Jesus every day. It's, it's spiritual breathing. When I can sin, I confess that sin and I ask God to fill me. This is the life every follower is to be living. So when someone offends us, we forgive them. Now, there are people here today, this is easily said, there are people listening here today that is waiting for an apology. They hurt me. They need to come to me and say they're sorry. They need to confess what they did to me. And I'm going to not talk to them. I am going to just, I'll show them they hurt me. Because you're waiting for them to know how much they have hurt you. Jesus in his word does not tell us to do that. I mean, it's sweet when you can come to a brother and say, hey, what you did to me, that really hurt, but, you know, I forgive you. And they apologize. Hey, so sorry I hurt you. That was not my intention. Because a lot of times, the, this is what the enemy wants to do. He, if he can divide the church, the community will never see that God is real. If he can keep you divided, that the world can never see that God is real, that God loves them. If he can cause dissension in the body of Christ, it will prove to the world God doesn't exist. But the opposite, as Jesus' prayer, he will know you're my disciples, why I love one for another. They will know that I have come, that God is real, if you have love for one another. So Satan's tactic, hold on to that grudge. Hold on to that grudge. Don't let go until that person comes and confesses how bad they hurt you and man, they did this to you. Jesus says, no, your call, forgive them. Let go of it now. The psalmist said, David said, when I held on to that, That sin ate away at me from the inside out. Jesus wants us to be so different that when we walk with Jesus, we don't hold grudges. We are not holding grudges. I've shared about two communities uh, up north that were, I don't know, five kilometers away from each other. And they could tell me what happened a hundred years ago. A seven-year-old could tell me what happened a hundred years ago that divided these two families. Wow. Because they believe forgiveness means forgetting. And if you don't forget, you can't forgive. Jesus says forgiving does not mean forgetting. Forgiveness means I am letting go. I'm not holding on to that anymore. So my challenge to us as a church, as a follower of Christ, if you're all in to say, I am walking in the light, we need to make sure we're not carrying any unforgiveness because the enemy would love to hold that and to divide us. Don't do it. If there is something you're holding on to, You need to let go of this. God wants us to be free. Amen? Oh, you're there. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Jesus wants us to be there. He wants us to be forgiven and to experience this fullness that he's calling. Because just think of it. When you walk with Jesus, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In this life I live, by faith in the Son. I am walking with Him. Now you're walking with Him, saying it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives. Can you imagine us all arm in arm saying we are in it together? We are not an institution. We are a movement of God that Jesus is working in us. And as we walk through this city, the Shekinah glory is radiating through us because of the supernatural work of Christ. And the only thing that can diffuse and dim the lights, the power of Christ, is sin. And I'm telling you, the sin of unforgiveness is a big one. So I don't want you to carry it. You need to release it. Because, man, when you do, there is freedom. You say, well, I'm walking with Jesus. I love Jesus, but I'm not loving that brother. And Jesus like, there's more written in 1st John if you want to read it. How can you have say you love God if you don't love your brother? How can you say you love God if you don't love your sister? He says if that's the case you don't love you, God's love is not in you. I'm paraphrasing. That's scary. We need to be walking in the light. And when we're walking the light, the Spirit of God shows us things. It it reveals things to us. So this morning, I I don't want you to leave uh, holding on to anything. I want us to be united in one call that we're all to Jesus. We want to declare Jesus is our God, that we follow him, we want to serve him. And I want to seek the Lord And God, you show me, because right now, there are too many people that are just following social media, getting into different camps, and I'm like, stop it. In the name of Jesus, stop it. We need to be looking to Jesus, not into these other camps. I'm saying, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. Stop going there. Shut it down and say, I'm going to focus on Jesus. Call out to Jesus. God, you lead me. God, I want to follow you. God, you show me where I should go and what I should do. And we unite arms and we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, One last statement. Oh, another word, another scripture. I should follow my notes. Uh, Bear with each other. Forgive one another. If anyone who has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you don't hold it. Do not hold on. Did I say that enough? You got it? Uh, this, this message is to me. It, it's to all of us. We hear this. I was saying someone, well, the goth, The message I have on my heart right now, it convicts me. It convicts all of us. But this is what, uh, who wrote this? Schaefer. He's talking about apologetics. And I am not an apologetic person. Uh, apologetic person? That doesn't make sense. Uh, I'll apologize later. Uh, You know, when we want to argue the gospel, it's using the brains. We want to argue apologetics. This one, to me, is so practical. The family of God, the body of Christ, the church, the community that we experience should be the ultimate, final proof of God. How we live in Christ will prove of God. At the end of the day, the definitive proof is that in, is in the way we relate to one another. That's the final apologetics. They will see God is real, that we are followers of Christ. This community is way different than any other community. Amen? Yes, we want a working of Christ, a new wine, a new power, a new influence by the power of spirit when we surrender to him. So there's going to be some moments of quietness right now. I want you to make sure, just if there's something you need to deal with that is holding on, any bitterness, any judgment, you know, just give it over to Christ. I wrote down here, Lord, forgive me for the judgment I have towards others. Allow me to think differently and take hold of me and transform me. It's about God working in you. I'm grateful that you want God to change somebody else. That's good. <laughs> but first, say, God, change me. Because that person's in your life to change you. You know that? God puts people in, our, in our, our lives that rub us just a little bit wrong to see what comes out of us, that God would sanctify us. So look at it that way instead of the person that you want God to change. Allow God to change you first and pray for that person that that glory of Christ would radiate through him. Anyways, I'm going to stop preaching. Let's just be still. Father, we want to come in this moment in in quietness of our own hearts before you. We thank you for your love. And Lord, I pray you would reveal anything that is hindering this community of followers of Christ, here and those listening. Lord, that you would work in us, that that Shekinah glory would radiate through us and reach this world, this community, with the love that you've shown us, with the forgiveness you have shown us. Lord, hear those prayers. Minister to each one Pour out your spirit in a freshness as we declare you are our God.